Aloha! Welcome to the Hale o Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, teaches about God's plan for you. God has a vision for you way bigger than the vision you have for yourself. When He is removing the blocks in your life, it may seem unpleasant, but it is because He sees you the way He saw you before the foundation of the world. He has predestined you and is working His truth in your life. I bless us with this. Look at this. As I look inside my heart, I find precious gifts forever mine. Now my true self I joyfully find as I wait on thee. I bless you very you you individually, you this morning. You get the emphasis of you. <laughs> that you wait on the Lord and you find this precious gift forever yours. That's your true self. You need to have a meeting with you this morning with your true self. Look at this. And the Lord your God will save them in that day as the flock of his people. For they are as stones of a crown, sparkling in his hand. Do you want to know how the Lord thinks about you? He thinks about this beautiful crown that he's putting together. Each one of us, we're a little stone, precious stone in his hand, sparkly. It's a precious gift that he created, that he chose, that he put of himself, his own DNA, his own goodness was imparted to you when he created you. And now he's like, he has drawn us out. Now he's calling us. And he's putting his kingdom together. He's putting his puzzle together. When this puzzle is put together, do you know what the world is going to see? They're going to see God. They're going to see his goodness. They're going to see his love. But you look at a little piece of puzzle, a lot of times you look at yourself as a little piece of puzzle or a little raw stone that you give no credit for. But God knows what is inside that raw stone. And He's like, I want that raw stone. I'm going to use that. I'm going to polish it up. And I'm going to include that stone in my crown. I want something to change for each one of us here this morning. Really. I, we need a deep change. We need a Pentecost kind of change. 
you know, and the words that I'm going to use out of, you know, the normal commentaries that you find out there, because it is this verse here, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and hid again, and from joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field, right? You have a revelation of a walk with God, you sell everything, and you buy it, because it's the most precious thing for you. And it is true, I'm not disagreeing with that interpretation of this verse, but I'm going to take my, my freedom here this morning to use a, a little different interpretation. You are the field. And you have a treasure that God hid in that field long ago. And he's buying his fields back because he needs those treasures, those stones put together, the pieces of the puzzle. So he's like retrieving. And how is he buying that gift? The highest price of all times, the blood of his son. Precious gifts forever yours. This is why this relationship with the Holy Spirit, this is why we are looking for this infilling of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Because it is the, as we wait on the, on the Spirit that we have a revelation of what God has already put in us. You know, so the, the, the little kid fell into the, the area in the zoo and, and then the, the, the gorilla was kind of mad and was dragging the little boy all over the place, and they had to finally shoot it. Then I went on YouTube, you know, and I found some other stories that happened. One was 1996, and this kid fell, and this gorilla grabbed the little kid and took to the people that take care of the gorillas. They, the mom, it was a mom, she realized that that was a, a baby. And she cared carefully and put by the door of the cage so that the, the guys could come and take the kid out. And there was another one that the, the gorillas didn't do anything. They walked away and let people rescue the kid. And I was thinking about that. You know, a lot of times we, we focus on the evil right, all the bad things, but I was like, no, there is a goodness in mankind, because it was good. Read Genesis 1 and 2, and God created everything and said, this is good. It may be buried, it may be hidden, but it's there, and God is looking to retrieve that spirit that he imparted. You have been here, you've been saved, you've been bought with a price because there is a, a treasure and God is calling you. Are you guys getting this? I'm going to connect this verse with this other verse here. Oh, I didn't tell you what I was reading, right? Matthew 13, 44. 
first one was Ze Zechariah. We'll find it later for you. Now, 2 Corinthians 4, 7. Are you opening your heart? As I speak, <laughs> beyond what I'm speaking, and beyond the gorillas, <laughs> hear the Holy Spirit talking to you. Because to me, this is what is really important. You need to stop selling yourself short. There's a baby in that bowl with dirty water, <laughs> right? Don't throw the baby out. There are things that are going to be washed away by the Word, by the Spirit. But there is a treasure that God is jealous for. You are precious in His sight. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, right? What is the treasure hidden in the field, field, earth, earthen vessels? See, I'm not that wrong, I'm not that crazy, right? There is some logic here, putting these two verses together. There is a, a treasure in this earthen vessel. So that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God. Not ours. We have nothing. We're no better than anybody. <laughs> Did you know that? We're all made of the same clay. <laughs> the only thing that makes us any different is, and unique is what we have received from God. We have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. I'm blessed this. You know, you're going to have to rewire your brain. And you're going to have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12. A pioneer goes out, and what does he do? He looks at all the trees, but he doesn't see the trees. By faith, he sees them all cleared off and a beautiful crop instead. He starts to work, cuts down the trees, and builds himself a cabin. The Lord sees this and says, you know what, I'm going to live there. I'm going to make a little house for me. I want to I move in. You know, we've been talking about that, that analogy of the Holy Spirit being the contractor. And like preparing the house for the Father to come and move in. You know, but then what? It's like the same thing in this field. Like, oh my God, there's nothing there. Just rocks, dead trees. That's how we see ourselves. We only see the problems. And God is looking, oh, there's a, that's a, such a special spot. I'm going to build a cabin there, and I'm going to live there, and I'm going to enjoy 
and he builds himself a cabin. Then he has to get rid of all these stumps. Right? If you have ever had to get rid of stumps, you know it's a hard job. Then when he gets rid of all these stumps, he plows the land. Now it's all because there's a vision. God has a vision for you way bigger than your vision about yourself. Those stumps are not the truth. They're just momentary facts that will disappear. What's the truth? The truth is the vision that is in his heart. He has a vision. What is the truth today? The state of the church, as it is, God is the God of truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. How does God look at you? He doesn't look at you as though you were filled with all kinds of faults. He sees you the way he saw you before the foundation of the world. Do that. Romans 8, you know, he has predestined. We, we want to be in control, but we don't know the final vision. <laughs> we don't know what God is doing. It's like, like I was saying, you know, like, hey, does it look like this last 2,000 years of the church age were like a, a failure? <laughs> it's like, does it look like, oh my God, what happened? Well, what happened is that God wanted you. Right? Hebrews 11, you know, like, without you, they're not going to be made perfect. He was waiting for somebody, another generation, to rise up and say, now it's going to be the complete fulfillment of Pentecost. And we look, oh my God, you know, like we were talking about that yesterday, right? Oh, there's nothing happening. Oh, well, God, what is God doing? God is, God is good. He doesn't look at you as though you were filled with all kinds of faults. He sees you the way he saw you before the foundation of the world. Whom he foreknew, them he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his Son. That's the way he sees you. And he's working all things after the counsel of his own will. You get wiped out because you don't see the vision God sees of you. See? I explained everything here. Do you ever understand why you get wiped out? Because you're looking at the stumps, and God is looking at this beautiful crop, this beautiful cabin that is going to come and take his abode. You get wiped out because you don't see the vision God sees of you. But the vision God has of you is the truth. 
Things that you see and observe with your senses are not the truth. They are passing facts. James 4.5 Or do you think that the Scripture speaks to no purpose? He jealously desires the Spirit which He has made to dwell in us. He is jealous of what those gifts they are forever yours. Because he needs to use those gifts. It's part of what he's putting together to create a new day. A new day. Do you guys believe that? Do you believe that we, we can see a nation be born in one day? That God is not limited to take a long process like the 40-year miracle. <laughs> right? No, Lord. You've been working before the foundation of the world. It's not like an instant. It's something that's been brewing. <laughs> he jealously desires. John Robert Stevens, the founder of our churches, he brought a message called Paint Out the Stumps. It's a good one to go back to. This is called The Vessel God Chooses and Uses. You must look at a man and yourself and see that he may be limited in many ways. Here, just a correction here. A man, but also a woman. Okay, it's not just men that have problems. Just, just to be fair here. Okay? You must look somebody and see that they may be limited in many ways. But he is God's man, and his hand is upon him. You can see how the treasure is in an earthen vessel. Paul used that terminology. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Because God put that treasure in an earthen vessel, glorify God for it. I want you to think about this song and have a, a meeting with your true self. And then you glorify God for it. Say, God, I know that this spirit that I have here is from you, and you give it, gave it to me, so I will worship you for that. I may not see the whole picture, I may not see the final master plan of God for my life, but I know that you're working. And all I can do is wait on the Spirit and say, okay, be done unto me according to thy will. Don't stand around and spit on the vessel. Okay? Can we stop that? Stop it. <laughs> stop spitting on the vessel. The earthen vessel that has a treasure that God put there with a special gift, a special function 
in this end time. Okay? Don't stand around and spit on the vessel. That will do no good. And God will deal with you on that. Okay? If you put down that special gift that he gave you, God will have to deal with you. Okay? A little repentance here. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Holy Spirit, I'm sorry I grieved you because I was putting you down. You know, but I don't know. I don't know how to prophesy. I don't know how to sing. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, but find what you know. Find what is your gift. And glorify God for that. And start walking in that. Amen? Because we, are, we don't have all the same gifts. And we are like pieces of a puzzle that God is putting together, but each one is important. And we have to love ourselves, and we need to accept what God has deposited in us, and then be 100% foisting, moving forward, and say, Lord, I don't care. I know one thing. If I'm faithful in this little gift here, I, I will receive more. If I'm faithful in what you've given me, you know, maybe my gift is to pray. <laughs> you know, and pray for my kids. Pray for you. Nobody will see it, me, even me doing that. Maybe the gift that God is talking to us right now is just to pray in the Spirit. And maybe that's what God is going to use, and you don't even need to know. <laughs> but God is going to use that five minutes that you're praying in the Spirit to do. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, because God has put that treasure in an earthen vessel. Glorify God for it. Are you going to do that this week? Glorify God for the gift that He's given you. Be thankful. Be always, in, in everything, give thanks. Lord, but I don't know. It looks like I am in, in a prison like Joseph. It seems like all the visions, all the dreams are not happening. Still, be faithful. Hold on to that. And say, Lord, I'm gonna, I, I want to worship you because of what you imparted to me. Because I know it's going to work. Don't stand around and spit on the vessel. That will do no good, and God will deal with you on that. God is the one to be glorified, not man. <laughs> you're going to see man with all their faults, and you're going to see the glory of God in it. That's how you must see. You're going to hear a word from God. And it will shake the world during the ministry of God. When it's all done, no flesh will glory in his presence. Not one. By the same token, if you're not to criticize and downgrade the leaders, don't do it to yourself either. Have respect 
for the fact that God chose you as a weak vessel, a channel that God can use. Is this helping you? You know, we're talking this week about receiving the love of God. You know, and, uh, and we, we need to do that. You know, go and find the words and the, the passages, the scripture that talk about the love of God. And receive that. You know, because I, I think that one of the problems that we, we, I see, you know, is studying the church, the church age, you know, it is, we, we think that because we have this treasure, we are better than anybody. No, it's for the glory of God. And if we have anything, it's that we have to walk in a way greater responsibility. Does it make sense? Like we were talking about that this morning, you know, if you're a stand, watch out so you don't fall. But we have this gift not because we are going to be better than anybody, but because we're going to impart this gift. We are going to let this precious stone shine. And, you know, like the, he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. We will have this treasure in an earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of ourselves. Underneath is the human earthy aspect of our being. We find a sacrifice has been made, the atonement accomplished. We have been redeemed unto God that he may take these earthen vessels, his tabernacles, his holy of holies, so that he will dwell within us. We will be his temple. We will be our God. I bless that for us. Thank God, God is not religious. You know, but what he's looking to do is he's looking to reveal himself and his love and his goodness. And do you know how that's going to happen? Through you. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Right? You are the temple. You are the earthen vessel. You are that field that he's building this cabin that he can take his abode in. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have from God, and that you're not your own? 1 Corinthians 6.19 says that your physical body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Lord puts a brand on you. Just as the rancher brands his cattle. Did you know that? 
You're marked. You've been marked. You've been bought. And when, you know, the Lord bought you, He put a brand in you. And He imparted this gift to you. I was looking for that verse that says, His eyes roam through the earth. Right? He's like looking. Where are my treasures? It's time. Don't you love that, that the Lord of the Rings? You know, when they blow and then people start coming and gathering for that final moment. And I think more than we realize, God is like calling. Come on. Spirits. Created from the foundation of the world. Now is the time. Now is the time for the big revelation of who I am. But you look at yourself, but look, I have nothing. Yeah, but that's right. You're just a little stone that will be part of this beautiful crown. But don't put down who you are. The Lord puts a brand on you, just as the rancher brands his cattle, so that anyone who takes a look at it knows you are sealed, sealed for the day of redemption, and marked as belonging to the Lord. The Lord has given you the Holy Spirit, and that's how you know He will complete the entire process. Isn't that cool? But we, we, we tend to be, no, but, right? Not only about myself, I need to try to control everybody, right? But what about, this is so wrong, oh my God. Instead of just going like, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust that, you know, we have been marked, we've been sealed, we've been bought. He gave gifts to all men, Right? And there's another verse that says, the gift of the Lord without repentance. When he gives you something, he doesn't repent later. Oh my God, what did I do? Why did I impart that to Danny? You know, look, he's destroying my gift. No, it's impossible. As long as I am worshiping, as long as I am willing as long as I want to submit myself and say, okay, Lord, like Mary, how can this be? Look at me. This is impossible. Do you ever look at yourself and say, God, this is impossible. How is this going to work? I do. Every day, several times. <laughs> but then at the end you go like, okay, God, but you know, you started this. It is, what is it? What, what is that word? That, I'm sure he will not waste a fragment of my life if I let him possess and direct it. I'm sure it will be <laughs> mainly waste, friction, vain striving, and misdirected effort. 
sickening failure <laughs> and defeated ambition if I try to direct my own life. See? Going back to that thing, why do you get wiped out? Because you don't see what he's doing. Then you try to, oh, no, no, God, wait, just give me a minute here. Let me get things straight in my life. <laughs> Hence, it means that in being Christ's man, I'm set free from all fear. My joy must be in doing his will, in being his slave. In the confidence that whatever comes to me when following him is his doing. In a real sense, I make him responsible for my life. I am responsible for following. He is responsible for leading and keeping. It can be none of my business what happens to me, what I gain or lose when I follow him. That's Christ's business. It is his to command, mine to obey. Lord, we trust in you. Like your disciples, we are here waiting. We cannot, it's pointless to try to walk in the destiny that you have for us without you filling us with your spirit. You know, and they, they were saying, you know, that's what the Lord told them. Go and wait. Go and wait until you receive power. And I'm telling us, Lord, I want to wait on you this week. And I want to wait and see what you have already imparted to me. And whatever that is, I want to put it to work by your spirit, by your mercy, grace. But I, I don't want to say I don't have anything. Right? A lot of times we, 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 we think we don't have anything. But we have, and what we have, he's jealous for, because he needs that to work in us. I bless this for us. Lord, we come before your communion table also. You know, and in one sense, I, I want to, I want to repent. Right? I want to confess to the Holy Spirit that, you know, a lot of times I am not really aware of the gifts that I already have. You know, you're always looking, oh my God, I, I want to do this, I want to do that. You know, what are all the big things that we think are important. And God, no, no, but I gave you. Did you know that I, you're not your own anymore because I bought you? I paid a price for that field because that treasure is mine. And you are precious. And every time that I, I don't see myself like that, I want to come here and, and confess and say, Lord, I want to change that. I want to start thinking about myself the way you think about me. And I want to receive from you a revelation of who I am. And what is my destiny?
Don't you want to know what is God's plan for you? Wait. Wait on the Lord. Pray and say, Holy Spirit, tell me. Tell me what I'm supposed to do. Reveal to me the gifts that are forever mine. Right? As you wait on thee, you have that. You know, but I, I want to change this. Why am I taking so long with this? Because I, I see ourselves hurting ourselves. And hurting the, the little baby Jesus that's coming forth. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, he's not coming to be crucified again in you. Even if it's still a baby, immature, you say, Lord, thank you. Thank you because you're bringing something forth in my heart that can only be done by you. And, and even with my limited perception and revelation, I see gifts. There are a lot of times I think that you guys seeing me and I have to trust in what you see because it's right? But then I'm telling you, just like I have to trust in you in the, the revelation that you have of me, you have to trust in me in the revelation I have of you. And that to me is where the oneness works. Because we are creating, we are co-creators with God. We're creating one another. But you have to take somebody's way of thinking about you that's not yours. And then when you don't, what are you doing? You're, you're putting down the gift that God has imparted to you. Is that okay? Yeah. And I bless you to receive. You know, when we come here, you know, we, we're going to turn to Him and we're going to say, Lord, I refuse to bury the gifts that you've given me. Right? Isn't that the, the, the parable of the talents? Oh, I knew you were going to come and you're like this and that. You know, so I, I was afraid, so I just buried it. No, you put to use. You walk in the gifts. Walk in what he has imparted to you already. Because that's how you get more. And that's how you get more. So how you do this? You want a, a hint of how to do this? Walk by confirmation. What confirmation? When you have a thought that puts you down, 
We need to find confirmation for that thought. Okay? Not confirmation from yourself. <laughs> you have to find a confirmation in the Word. Or you come ask my confirmation. <laughs> right? This is it here. You're going to have to trust what the Lord is saying. And then you do, do not have the right to mistreat the spirit that he gave you. Because it's his. And like I said 3,000 times already, he's jealous about it. He's going like, that thing that I, I gave you is precious to me. I want it back. You get to keep it, but I want it back. Because I'm going to use that. That's part of my big plan. You guys want to stand up? Lord, we bless this. Holy Spirit, impart this to us this morning. We want to receive this revelation from you. You know, be not conformed. Be not conformed. We choose to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. I want to be transformed. But my whole self is transformed as my mind is renewed. Does it make sense? I mean, when you think about these words, and when you think about conformity, you have to think about Ephesians 4, that he gave, gave us apostles and prophets so that we all grow and be what? Conform to the image of his son. He's saying, don't be conformed to this, but be conformed to his son by the renewing of your mind. And we do that this morning. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.